0: Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood.
1: My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley.
0: We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke up, up <laughs> and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me?
1: If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs>
0: You don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time.
0: I. So, it's your birthday.
1: It is. I'm, I'm 29.
0: It's your birthday in Australia, anyway.
1: Yeah, that's true. Here, it is uh, 6.36 p.m. the day before my birthday. Or Birthday Eve, as it is known.
0: And uh, I've gotten a lot of flack for forgetting your birthday. (laughs) So.
1: How did you remember it this year? Now it is
0: recorded. I remember it. I remembered it at least once.
1: How did you remember it, though? What was your system?
0: Uh, Just very good friend. Just very good at friend.
1: Just brain memory? Certainly not. Facebook or calendar or anything like that?
0: (laughs) I actually took a screenshot when it came up (laughs) to remind me. (laughs) 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 To be like, there we go. Effective strategies.
1: Yep, that's pretty good.
0: No, I did see it in my- I have been seeing it in my calendar for a few weeks. Are you excited? I am. In fact, I actually have a story to tell you.
1: Oh, Okay. Sounds good.
0: That I thought- I thought that you would like. It's- no, don't- don't get too excited. I just- sounds juicy. I just saved it.
1: Juicy story.
0: To tell you on your birthday.
1: Okay, hit me. Oh, oh, can we do the birthday questions?
0: Oh my god, yeah, that's a great idea. We can do the birthday questions. Oh. First, I want to tell you the story.
1: Okay, so tell me the story and then we'll do the birthday questions. Yes.
0: So, a really great friend of mine told me this story- She was at a party.
1: And I was hitting on her? Is this the same story from last time? Because that was not a fun story.
0: (laughs) No. No, no, no. You weren't there at all. This is... She was recently (laughs) at a party in Australia. And she was talking with someone and she was kind of a bit bored of... You know, like sometimes if you're at a party and you're like, yeah, not really...
1: Not connecting with anyone. Yeah.
0: So, she just pretended to be you. What? So, she took all of the information that she knows about you from listening to the podcast... (laughs) Which is a lot, which is almost everything about you.
1: It's true. And
0: she pretended to be you. So, she was like, yeah, so I'm like, you know, I'm an erotica writer. I'm actually the number one mind control incest erotica writer in the (laughs) English-speaking world. (laughs) And I run a board game company. (laughs) And we're running a Kickstarter right now. It's going really well.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. Did she say she does a podcast with her ex?
0: I think she said that as well, yeah.
1: I was going to say, if they ask for it, then that'll, that'll like, disprove the story pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> I think she got far enough into it that then she was like, nah, actually, it's not I, everything I said was a lie. <laughs>
1: ah, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> but it made me go, yeah, wow. Wow. There's people out there who know enough about you.
1: But no one knows anything about you.
0: I'm not- I don't think I'm as interesting to pretend to be.
1: That's, that's certainly true. Uh, we, we, no, that's not an insult, it's just a fact. Like
0: I am not offended, I am much happier being me.
1: <laughs> early on, we've never talked about this, but early on in the podcast we got, some guy got really angry on Twitter, do you remember that?
0: No, vaguely?
1: He he got really angry, at. Uh, I remember I was in Wales because I was driving up, I was, I was in England and I drove up to Wales with my sister on the day that it happened and I was just talking to her about it because I was like, this guy is so passionately disliking me. He, he sent you a message saying, hey, SJ, love the podcast. Wish your ex wasn't such a dick.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, something I like that.
1: This. Uh, or, or, no, he sent me a message. That's right. He sent me a message being like, hey, uh, really good podcast. Um, stop being a dick. And I, I replied and I said, SJ, I think this message was for you. Ha ha ha. You know, obviously he thinks I'm a dick. I responded by, by jokingly being a dick and pretending that he was calling you a dick. <laughs> and he went off. He was like, look, I was being lighthearted, but now I can I not hold back anymore. You are an awful person, and you are not as interesting as you think you are.
0: Yes, I remember that, yeah. Uh,
1: and then yeah. I was like, I'm just going to let SJ reply to this, and you replied with, like, wide-faced emoji, asterisk, backs away slowly, asterisk. It was a really <laughs> good reply.
0: <laughs> That's basically my response to a lot of the internet.
1: <laughs> Ooh. I think he thought he was defending you against me or something like that.
0: What's funny is, though, that that was so long ago that our relationship was kind of different.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing that struck me about that is quite often when someone insults someone, like especially angry people on the internet, they will say something that they either like would hurt them if it was said to them or that they think will hurt the other person. Like that—that's That's how hurting someone works. You either think... Ha, this will hurt you because it it is a thing that would hurt me. Or, I know enough about you to say something that will hurt you. (laughs) And so, you're not as interesting as you think you are. was a really interesting one for me, because I was like, is he worried about not being interesting? Or does he think that I care a lot about not being interesting? And do I? Like, that's an interesting question to me. Do I care about not being interesting? I think to a certain degree I do. When I was in high school, I used to have this... uh, Okay, ready for the tale of high school, Peter? Am I ever... No one is ever ready for, for the tale of high school, Peter. I used to have this philosophy, which I look back, and I'm like, Peter, Perfect. you're a, a fucking idiot. Like, just calm your, calm your tits. Uh, soothe, soothe your boobs. boobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was that people are either, and I'm going to say this, thing about like, Peter, that's obviously wrong. I know, okay? Just skip it. I know how dumb this is. My philosophy was that people are either nice or interesting.
0: Okay, you're a dickhead.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, and so I resolved that I would rather be interesting than nice, and so I was not nice for a while. Um, not to, like I wasn't—I wasn't a dick, but I was okay with not being nice. When people were like that's not nice, I was like, I'm going to take that as a compliment, uh, which is just awful. Like, don't do this, high schoolers listening, or or people older than high schoolers, just don't do it. it. It's awful.
0: What's funny now is that you have said on this podcast that you are definitely the less interesting person, which I don't know if that's true, but. You've been like, you are more interesting than me.
1: Yeah, I I think you are more interesting than me. I think I'm definitely more interesting to pretend to To be. To (laughs) be.
0: I agree. It's a a curious distinction.
1: But I think part of that is that I do like to be interesting. Um, I don't think I, like, seek out things to be like, look, look, how interesting can I be? Like, I'm not wacky. I don't think I'm a wacky character. Uh, It just happens that I'm, I'm interested in things that are interesting... That's a dumb sentence. Uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have another very tiny story to tell you that I thought you would like.
1: Birthday story. This, this is like a really nice gift, by the way.
0: I thought this was, is this was what I was thinking. I was like, what would Peter like? Yeah. And I was like, he would like some stories about himself.
1: <laughs> I absolutely would. You're right. I think I am really interested in me. and Maybe that's what it is. I'm, I'm fascinated by myself.
0: <laughs> okay, so there's someone... That I'm dating, newly sort of dating. And they listen to the podcast. Is that
1: me? It's (laughs) not
0: you. Yet.
1: (laughs) Did you meet them through the podcast?
0: No, actually. Anyway, and they told me that you were in their dream. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The other day. Uh, You were standing in line at the airport with them. And they weren't sure whether to say hello because they... You know, they know you, but they don't know you. So, they didn't say anything.
1: Right. So, do you want to explain what the birthday questions are?
0: Okay. So, the birthday questions. The birthday questions are a series of five questions that, look, I don't know who thought of them. There's different rumors in my friendship circles about who thought of them, but this year I was on a date with someone and they introduced me to them. And so, now I have been doing them with my friends. If you are a Patreon backer and you back, I think it's $10 a month or more, these are the questions that I will ask you on your birthday when I call you. (laughs) Or I'll sing you a song.
1: (laughs) So if you don't don't want to be spoiled, click away now.
0: Yeah, if you don't want to know what they are, then don't listen.
1: Uh, Until your birthday.
0: But if you also want to have a conversation with me, like the one that we are about to have... (laughs)
1: <laughs> Check out Patreon You
0: should go to patreon.com forward slash Honor eastly And we could make that happen
1: I spend a lot of this podcast telling people to turn it off <laughs> 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 Have you noticed?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do do that, don't you?
1: So everyone, stop listening right now Everyone, <laughs> this is secret Go away, this is a private conversation <laughs> how, how dare you, Suzanne? How very dare you? <laughs>
0: it's funny I now have increasingly more people in my life who listen to the podcast like this person that I'm dating who's just had a dream about you was like should I keep listening (laughs) and he came up with this term that I really liked because he starts being like okay I'm not sure if we've uh had this conversation before or it was an IPC and I was like, IPC? He's like, in podcast conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the worst possible initialism.
0: <laughs> because I assumed IPC
1: was in-person chat. <laughs> like, you can't say in-person or IP. That's, that's, <laughs> that's nonsense. You have to say RL or something. Yeah. I love it. It was IRL or OTP.
0: What's OTP. On the podcast.
1: Also, there's a little bonus joke in the uh, fan fiction community. It means the one true pairing. Is it? Yeah. So, if, if you're a Harry Potter fan fiction writer and you think that Harry Potter should have been with Hermione, then you would say, Harry Hermione OTP.
0: One true pairing. So, wait on, does that mean that people could be OTP about you and me?
1: The- there are 100% people who are that about you and me. Like, definitely yes. 100% yes.
0: See, I think that in the beginning, yes. But people who've listened (laughs) for long enough (laughs) are no longer OTP about us.
1: Yeah, fair enough. If you are, if you've listened to every episode and you are OTP about me and SJ, (laughs) genuinely, please write to us. That is a fascinating idea to me. Send me an email. I want to hear about you.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. There's another birthday coming up.
1: Is it your birthday? That's in July. That's in June, sorry.
0: No, it's in July. Oh,
1: fuck. What are you doing? (laughs) This is a disaster. Did you steal it? Did you steal the birthday knowledge from me? Is that what's happened here?
0: (laughs) No, I didn't. I still forgot everyone else's birthday. (laughs) No, there's another birthday. The other birthday is the first birthday of this podcast.
1: Yeah. Do you want to tell people what we're going to do for that? We've got a plan. We've got it all planned out.
0: I don't think we have it all planned out. We do have one thing that we're... It sounds like we're definitely going to do.
1: What, what's happening is SJ is going to record an episode of this podcast with my current partner, Lucy, in which they talk presumably about me, which is what I want to hear, but also you can submit questions. So if there's any questions that you want SJ to ask Lucy about what it's like to date me, just email contact at com, and that question will be asked of Lucy by SJ in the special anniversary podcast whoop, whoop, whoop. episode.
0: Special anniversary podcast episode.
1: And if you have any other suggestions of what we should do for our one year, uh, other than get married, then let us know.
0: Yeah. Maybe maybe I could propose to you this time.
1: Do you, do you want to marry me? No. <laughs> Probably don't propose then. That's <laughs> my suggestion. Uh, as, as an unbiased participant, don't do the thing that you don't want to do. <laughs> what are the birthday questions?
0: Okay, so the birthday questions.
1: Birthday begins.
0: Five questions. Number one. What did you do for your birthday last year?
1: Oh, that's a rough one. Um, Oh, wait, last year. I was thinking two years ago. Okay, last year I had my 30th birthday party.
0: No, you're only 29.
1: Yeah, no, I, I didn't have my 30th birthday. I had my 30th birthday party.
0: I am so confused. What?
1: <laughs> so, one year ago I was about to leave Australia and I wanted to have a big going away party. And I was leaving, uh, like, around my birthday. And I was not going to be in town with all my friends for my 30th birthday. So, I thought, you know what the best thing to do is? I'll have my 30th birthday party in advance, and it'll be a going away party as well. So, I had, on my 28th birthday, I had my 30th birthday party. So, next year, I'm not allowed to have a 30th birthday party, because I've already had it.
0: (laughs) I was not invited to this party.
1: You came. Did I? It was my going away party. It was at Tom's house. (laughs) I'm looking it up now. I'm, I'm like... How do you find old events on Facebook?
0: You just email Mark Zuckerberg directly. Mark <laughs> at Facebook dot com. really? Yeah, he'll find them for you.
1: Here we go. Peter's 30th birthday party. Did you come to my going away party? Because that's all it was.
0: Oh, sure. I think so. I.
1: It was. Yeah. It was at the, at the Tom's houses. We have two friends called Tom who both design board games, and do stand-up comedy, and they live in the same house, just to make it even more confusing. (laughs) Uh, It it was at their house. Yep, yep, you attended.
0: Okay, I attended. Yeah, I was probably there.
1: We painted my car, and we had cake.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember the car painting. Okay, Okay.
1: that was really confusing to me.
0: Okay, so what did you do on your birthday two years ago, then?
1: Well, two years ago, that's why I'm like, I don't really remember, because at that point, I'd just moved house, like, four times, and after you and I broke up, I moved house three times in two months. And then was still dating the girl I dated after you. So presumably I did something nice, but I, I do not remember. That's why I was so confused. But last year I had my going away party and I painted my car and I began my Leaving Australia tour. The Great Leaving Australia tour, which started with us beginning this podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what happened. huh?
1: Yeah, I was driving okay. away from Melbourne when I came up with the idea for this and called you.
0: Yeah, and I was in an Ikea parking lot.
1: I was in uh, an Ikea parking lot also. <laughs> No way. I remember walking around the parking lot uh, while you were walking around your parking lot as well.
0: (laughs) I did not know that you were in an Ikea parking lot as well. (laughs) Okay, so question two. What was the worst thing that happened in the last year?
1: (sighs) The worst thing was probably getting turned away from the border. That was really emotionally draining and exhausting and distressing. Uh, we did an episode about that. You can find that in the show notes. And you look confused.
0: No, I was just trying to think about which episode it was. No idea.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> uh, we did an episode about the experience. Um, I'm currently in America. And... Oh, my God. It's it's still, like, such a stressful experience. I went... Last time I came to America and actually got in, I went to a different border crossing. This time I went to the one that I got turned away from last time. And we were there for two and a half hours. I drove down with my friend Kevin, so he was waiting in the waiting room with, for two and a half hours... And I very, very, very nearly got turned away again. Jesus. The uh, I-, I came to a board game convention, and last time I got turned away, I made the mistake of saying too much stuff, so this time I answered, like, yes, no, only. But because I had the notes from last time I got turned away, they were like, okay, last time he got turned away because he-, he did board game work, so this time they found out I was going to a convention, they searched my car and found all of my prototypes, and they we're like, right on the cusp of signing the thing that said you cannot come into America ever again. Jesus. Because they thought I was coming in doing board game work for American companies, whereas I was just coming in with my own stuff. Uh, the last time I came in, the guy was like, look, next time bring a lease so we know you're going back to Canada and get your plates changed on, on your car, because they're still American plates. I brought a lease this time and I got my plates changed. This time they were like, how did you not bring details of your Canadian company that's the thing that would have stopped this from ever being confusing, and I was like, because the last guy didn't say that. It was another two and a half hour ordeal, but this one ended me getting into America, and it was much, much better. But yeah, that that was definitely like that was devastating last time. I was I was out for a week, like just dealing with that.
0: Jesus Christ! Oh my God!
1: These questions are not fun. You said they were going to be fun.
0: They're fun in their misery. Yay! <laughs>
1: yeah, they're fun for people who watch OJ Simpson documentaries for fun.
0: Yay! N- nothing else. Bad that happened?
1: You sa- you sound like you're leaning towards something.
0: something. Else bad that happened? We had a fight? <sighs> Nothing else terrible that happened? What? <laughs>
1: oh, I see. You're being a dick. Uh, no.
0: <laughs> you left your OTP. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we're not up to the joyous things yet.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh.
1: <laughs> that laugh went through the whole gamut of emotions. It was a... <laughs> It's an amazing laugh. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Peter, in the future when you're editing this, take that laugh and move it to the end. It's just such a good laugh. Uh, we'll add that into the intro from now on.
0: As in... oh, <laughs> As in, like, put it into the intro to the whole show.
1: Yeah, forever and more. That's going to be the intro. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, question number three. What was the best thing that happened in the last year? Meeting Lucy. And more information.
1: So uh, my boyfriend is called Lucy. And I met him on a date almost exactly seven months ago now. And uh, on an Cupid date when i just arrived in Toronto. And was just really like going on a bunch of dates so I could get laid. And didn't get laid on that date, which is very disappointing. But kept on seeing him and then discovered that it was the love of my life. And we're ridiculously happy together.
0: It's so funny hearing you say that. Because I've just heard you say that before about me.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks for diminishing my, my experience.
0: No, it's just really... <laughs> I don't mean to diminish your experience. It's just funny.
1: You are you are still genuinely a great love of my life.
0: Wow. Oh.
1: I was talking about you today, and, like, you are one of my top five people who I'll ever experience. And that sounds like top five. That's not great. But, like, I'm currently dating and madly in love with two people, and I have a brother and sister who I talk to every day. And you, like, you five are the most important people in my life.
0: I just squeeze in on the end of that five.
1: No, I'm not ranking them. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying if, 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 I had to, if I had to make a grouping of, like, the most important people in my life, you are one of those five. And considering the fact that we broke up and now we do a podcast together, uh, <laughs> whenever, whenever I hear any of those phrases, I go into it in my head <laughs> automatically. And other people have started doing it around me, too.
0: <laughs> oh, God, no one's done that to me yet. Thank God.
1: Uh, Yeah, you have much less intelligent and funny friends than I do. Um, That is (laughs) not true. That is not true. I think you probably have less funny friends than I do.
0: Also not true. You don't even know who my friends are now.
1: That's true. (laughs) You could be right. It's just I'm friends with some of the funniest people in the whole wide world, so it's hard for me to imagine.
0: Yes, says the guy who's like, I've met the love of my life and I will never find anyone again. Wait, let me just delete that. I'm going to take that out.
1: I'm going to edit this one. No! No, No, we shall not. I meant it to be like... That's going in the intro.
0: uh, No, that's not going in the intro. That was a mean thing that I said and I didn't mean it to come out like that.
1: How did you mean it to come out?
0: I'm not really sure. You know how sometimes you like just start saying a joke and you're not really sure what the point of the joke is? But then you get to the end and it doesn't work.
1: Yeah, I did that the other day. I I started a joke and then by the end I was like, oh God, that was just really mean with no punchline.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, that was just mean and it didn't work. Perfect. My kind of joke. (laughs)
1: You see why I think my my friends are funnier than yours? (laughs) Fuck you. No. Uh, So, yeah, like, you are are one of the great loves of my life, and you always will be. Ow. And you're one of the people I love most in the world. I don't know. I don't know what else to say.
0: That's okay. I'm satisfied with that. I am satisfied. No, I I think it's great. I think that it's funny. I was just thinking the other day about how love works. And, like, you know, every time you kind of fall in love, you're like this one is definitely better than the last one because it more like this and it makes more sense in these ways. So you could be saying the same things, but it's also still true if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. No, I hear
0: you. I'm not saying that, you know, I don't think that you're an idiot or just, you know what I mean? Like those things are always true, even if they happen more than once.
1: No, I, I 100% understand. Uh, I have been in love since you with people who have been like, oh, this is, this is a, I think I told you this, I fell in love with a monogamous, like, 20-year-old.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that.
1: Like, I was never at that point being like, this is going to be us forever, like, that's obviously not going to work.
0: Yeah, the the monogamous thing, I think, is really the clincher.
1: And so, falling in love with a polyamorous 35-year-old, I think, is, is quite different.
0: Oh, yeah, totally, totally.
1: I know you don't believe in love since we broke up, but I do.
0: You're right. That's because my heart is shriveled and can never be rejuvenated, not even by fertilizer and tender, tender watering.
1: Don't try to put fertilizer in your heart. Tell the doctors not to Mm -hmm. (laughs) get a tattoo that says, hey, doctor, if you happen to be operating on my heart, then in big letters, do not put fertilizer in. That's more of a metaphor. That's not how the human body actually works.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Less fertilizer, please.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, the best thing in the last year has been uh, meeting and falling in love with Lucy.
0: Okay, so can we go with, like, top five? So, like, if, if the top one is, like, meeting and falling in love with Lucy, what would be the next four? Uh,
1: the next two would be roughly tied, which is uh, this podcast and Scuttle.
0: Yeah, that's all right. You don't need to do the other two. I just wanted to feature somewhere. That's cool. <laughs>
1: uh, and then num- number four was saying goodbye to you at last and leaving Melbourne. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, the podcast meeting Lucy, meeting my girlfriend, Scuttle. My girlfriend messaged me first on OKCupid. I was not really looking to date, but I got a message from a girl on OKCupid, and if you're on OKCupid, you know how rare that is. Like every single girl who's messaged me on OKCupid, I have then had an ongoing relationship with because it happens so rarely, and it's such a beautiful thing. don't um, <laughs> And like, it, m- it means that you're super compatible.
0: Who, who, who else does that happen with?
1: Uh, a, a lady who I see in Australia when I'm in Australia.
0: Ah, uh, okay, okay, Do you okay. want me to go into no, details no, no. about my... I was my- just thinking, like, has that happened, like, twice? Like, you've been messaged twice, and both of those times it's turned into some kind of ongoing situation.
1: Yes. Situation. Correct. Cute. Meeting my boyfriend, meeting my girlfriend, this podcast with you, Scuttle, I guess Dracula's Feast, I don't know. Uh, my girlfriend doesn't like being talked about on this podcast. Uh, like, this kind of stuff is fine, but... Whenever I'm in recording mode, I mentally try to like put a wall around that relationship so I don't accidentally tell awesome anecdotes from it cuz I mean all my anecdotes are awesome so I just have to have to pick from the other fruitful trees in the orchard.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. That's good. I think a lot of good things have happened.
1: Yeah, it's been an amazing year. Like, every year of my life has been overall better than the year before.
0: That is definitely not the trajectory I have been on.
1: No, you and, you and I are different people. But no, my life gets better and better by the year, and I'm so excited for every year to come.
0: Every day, it's a- getting better.
1: If I had to ask you for, like, five of my random obsessions, what would you say? So I'll give you, I'll give you two, okay, and then try to come up with some more. Uh, I'm really obsessed with Mormons, just super fascinated by them.
0: Very into Mormons, Muppets.
1: Ah, uh, yep. Uh, uh, the other example I was going to give you was ants.
0: Ants, just Very totally into ants.
1: obsessed with ants. So if if I had, if you had to give three more obsessions other than those, what would you say?
0: I already gave you one. I said. Muppets. I know.
1: So give me, give me, give me two more.
0: Shit, the career of James Cameron.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's a really, really solid one. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot cannot deny that one at all. I'm totally <laughs> obsessed with the career of James Cameron. You know he's doing four more Avatar films?
0: That's fucked up.
1: Not a total of four, four more.
0: Jesus. Okay, so James Cameron, what else has he done? He's done Avatar and- Titanic? <laughs> Titanic, yeah.
1: The Terminator, Aliens, The Abyss. Just super fascinating to me. Okay, can you give me one more?
0: Okay, one more. I mean, I assume that board games doesn't count because that's a thing that you do.
1: Yeah, no. It's, it's something that like doesn't actually benefit me directly.
0: Okay, I'm just trying to think of which subreddits you used to subscribe to. Like, <laughs> like does does like boobs count?
1: No, that that benefits me. Uh,
0: you're really into boobs, but that's it's not career related.
1: <laughs> you're right. Uh, I was curious whether you'd come up with U.S. presidential elections.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You are into that, yeah.
1: Just, like, have been obsessed since I was in high school. I used to take the day off high school to watch the US presidential elections from Australia. Guess what America's giving me for my birthday tomorrow?
0: Oh, a presidential election!
1: Not only a presidential election, the canonically most batshit insane (laughs) presidential election that the world has ever seen. Like, it's been crazy and it's all happening tomorrow and it's my birthday and I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) Wow. See, I've been thinking that. I'm like, is this... Actually, is this one particularly fucked up and weird? It's
1: particularly crazy. It's be- it's it's a reality TV star competing against the wife of a former president.
0: That is true. That is that is true.
1: Add in everything that's happened, including both of them being like up on criminal charges at some point, just like Texas might vote democrat which has never happened like since 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 the i won't go into the history of it but like it's insane it's the most insane presidential election i'm fascinated and it's happening on my birthday what is question number four
0: okay question number four what is the most important thing that you've learned in the last year it could be a lesson or it could be a skill
1: oh i like how you opened up to skills for people who don't want to like be put on the spot about lessons uh, i I am going to go into lesson because that's more interesting to me and probably to the podcast audience, frankly,
0: yeah, I would be surprised if you said skills
1: if I was like whittling, I don't know how to whittle, but if I'd learned whittling, like that's not really that interesting. Um,
0: you've learned a lot more about immigration into the u s
1: that's <laughs> true i've I've learned skills of how to get through borders when you're an idiot.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you're an idiot just very, very honest,
1: stupidly honest. Many have said. <laughs> <laughs> many have said. The thing that I have learned in the last year about myself, or just learned, I guess, the lessons I've learned, is that. Okay, I might get you to help me with this. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm listening.
1: I've be, I think I've provably become a better person in the last year as a result of this podcast.
0: Okay, you've said that a few Do times. Do you ag- before. agree or disagree? Do I agree? Yeah. Look, what we were working with before. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck> you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that you have become more insightful and self-aware.
1: Yeah, so that's not really a lesson, though.
0: Well, maybe... I feel like you've actually... And this is... this. See, what's funny is doing a project like this and it being successful, is very difficult to not get a certain amount of self-importance through that process. But what's funny is that I think that you've <laughs> actually, like... <laughs> Like, gotten a bit of humility?
1: Yeah, that, that's the word I, was, I, was, I didn't want to say because it feels arrogant to say humility. Uh, but I feel like I've learned a bit of humility through this podcast. Hey,
0: we're not saying that you're completely humble. We're just saying that you were a particular place and now you're in a more humble place.
1: On on a scale of 0 to 10, I was a 10, and now I've moved down to a much healthier 9.8.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. The
1: other thing I've learned, and this is going to go sort of against what we were saying, is how to take advantage of the stuff that I'm good at.
0: More information.
1: Before one birthday ago, I had never done anything that I would classify as successful.
0: Yeah, it's not that long ago, is it?
1: No, and then since then, this podcast, I would definitely classify as successful Both Scuttle and Dracula's Feast have been very successful uh, in my mind and the mind of most people within the industry and outside the industry. Uh, The relationship I'm in right now, both the relationships I'm in right now are the most successful relationships I've ever, ever, ever had.
0: Can you say why?
1: Um, I have learned more about respecting, understanding, and fulfilling the needs of the other person.
0: Oh, my God! Wow. Just a few years late- but, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> SJ, maybe someday you'll learn that and then we can get back together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just holding back the OTP.
1: And so, I have, I've learned to be successful, I guess. That sounds very non-humility, um, back up to 9.9. But, like...
0: I mean, you've definitely been successful at other stuff, particularly erotica writing is a great example.
1: That's true. I, I, I always, I always imposter syndrome my way out of that one.
0: I think that, you know, it's just relative and you you just build. I think what happens, I was thinking about this the other day that you and I are kind of similar in that we're kind of, our way of dealing with things can be to like do, do stuff. In particular, I, I mean, I see this particularly in terms of my stuff because whenever I have a problem, I do my way out of it. Many psychologists have given me written feedback to say that this is a problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does that mean to do your, do your way out of it?
0: Like, for instance, I'm like, fuck, I actually don't know how to make money out of creative stuff. I know I'll make a podcast and I'll make an excuse so I can ask people these questions that I want answers to and then share it. Or I'm like, I am, feel like I'm too sensitive and I cry too much and there's something wrong with me, I know, I'll collect my tears for two years and then see what I get out of that.
1: I think you and I are similar in that we process stuff externally. Maybe. A lot of people presented with a problem will go and sit in a room and think about it for a day and it works for them and I have no problem with that. You and I will be like, I don't know this thing, I want to generate discussion and I want to process it by explaining it and I want to... I guess yeah. Do my way out of it is, is one way of putting it.
0: Do my way out of it. it sounds like I fuck my way out of a hole.
1: I mean, you have done that also. Remember that time you were stuck in a hole and a guy wouldn't let you out.
0: You no a this and you were like, I'll no, give you sex if you give me a ladder. Stop.
1: You love no. ladder sex now. It's become a real fetish for you.
0: It is pretty fun. Very precarious. Makes it exciting.
1: <laughs> that's why we had a, a double layer bed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why we had a loft bed.
1: A loft bed. So I think that that that's why I have my Facebook wall the way I do because if I I want to know. If I'm exploring an issue, I want to just like generate discussion about it and process by externalizing.
0: If you want to hear more about Peter's Facebook wall, you should go to the episode that we'll link to in the show notes. It's called The Facebook Wall of My Ex.
1: It's it's been described as our most surprisingly good episode.
0: Huh, right. That's nice.
1: People are like, "Oh, I can just skip that one." And then when they listen, they're like, "Oh, that was surprisingly good." <laughs>
0: But, yeah, so what I was going to say is in terms of getting somewhere, I've realized that my way of dealing with my own insecurity is to, like, try and do my way out of it. And if you do that for enough years, <laughs> you end up getting somewhere.
1: Yeah, so, so you and I are both people who work on ourselves a lot and that eventually, if you're doing it well, will get you somewhere.
0: <laughs> and so I think it's this thing of, like, Particularly when we were doing stuff together when you were in Australia. We were like, oh my god, this is exciting and successful. And I think there's just this process of levelling up. And sometimes you get to a point where you're like, wow. Like, I have levelled up in a way.
1: Have I ever talked to you about bathtub uh, the ferret's bathtub theory? No. It's not actually his. He stole it from someone else, but I can't remember who. And I learned it from the ferret. So, I'm going to credit the ferret. The bathtub theory it's something that is describing authors and writers. And that is, uh, if you imagine... Success as a bathtub, and there are waves going back and forth. So, like, every, every time you do something, you you, like, you push the water. Yep. Yeah. And success is when the water splashes out of the bathtub onto the floor.
0: Okay. It's not my version of success, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and so, when you start, the water is really, really, really shallow. And as you as you level up, as you put it, as you get better at whatever you're doing, more water fills the tub... So, at the very start when the water is really shallow, maybe, like, you might succeed on that by just, like, pushing the water and some of it goes out of the tub. And you're like, man, I'm good at this. As the bath gets more full, the chances of getting water out of the tub increases every time you push, but it's not guaranteed. You and I spent uh, two hours the other day on an application process for a scholarship.
0: That I did not get.
1: Right. And it wasn't
0: two hours. I spent, like, a whole day on that.
1: I helped out for two hours. It was two hours of you- my
0: time. Yes, you definitely helped a lot.
1: Uh, and you at one point said, man, I will be surprised if I don't get this. And I was going to tell you about bathtub theory, but uh, you were busy writing a scholarship entry that was due in an hour. So I did not, which is that like, look, you might not get this, but this is, this is good. Like you're at the point now where your bathtub is really full. And so this wave might not escape. Don't take that as a sign that your bathtub's empty, but like, just keep on, keep on making those waves. And you've got so much water in the tub that eventually, like they're going to start cascading out, but not everyone is going to.
0: So I didn't end up winning that scholarship, which is fine. But I did have that moment of being like, God damn it. I think because it was an art scholarship and I have kind of a tenuous relationship with the art world, like I don't really feel like an artist. And so there was this element of like, I, I, I'm never going to win any art award ever because what I do is not whatever enough,
1: right? And that—that—that's that, why I wanted to tell you the bathtub theory because I find I found it super helpful. Like, there's no tipping point where you go from unsuccessful to successful. You all you can do is put more water in the tub, and create more ways Totally.
0: But then it's about being selective about how you do that, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, once, once there's enough water in the tub, then not all water is equal. I don't know, the, the analogy falls down at that point. But <laughs> the The thing that I like doing is looking at a thing I've made and being, do I think that's good? Does, you know, uh, Ira glass the gap. Do I, does that match my expectations of what I want something in this category to be? Your entry, like your application into that scholarship was good. It was really good. I was proud of it. I was happy with it. Whether or not you won is something out of your control. So I didn't actually care about that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I thought it was a good application and I hope that they laughed when they got it.
1: Me too similarly when i'm doing kickstarters i will look at the kickstarter before it launches and go like look this is as good as i can make it and i think it's really good i hit launch and then it's up to the masses i can't control that i will have a kickstarter someday if i keep doing them that just flops That's just like makes no money and people don't connect with and etc and if, if if that's because i'm not happy with it then that's on me but ultimately all i can do is make the best stuff that i can so i've spent my entire life up until say, my last birthday, filling that tub and trying to create waves. And I've finally gotten to the point where some of those waves are starting to splash out.
0: And you're like, oh, wow. Wow. Now I, like, I only just learned how to be successful, but that's not true. You just got to a new level where stuff is happening. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I would also like to change my answer entirely. Okay, sure. I learned that I am incredible at procrastinating and that my brain tricks me into it at every opportunity.
0: Are you really... Because I just don't feel like you're as good at it as me. Yeah, we'll,
1: have to, we'll have procrastination <laughs> off sometime.
0: <laughs> oh, what I was going to say is that's one thing that I find interesting about this podcast because sometimes I really doubt the goodness of it. Does that make sense?
1: I don't know. We're, we're doing the best podcast we can and we're putting it out on a weekly basis. We could probably do a slightly better podcast on a fortnightly basis or a monthly basis that would just be less good as a podcast because... A good podcast comes out weekly. So, ultimately, as a podcast, we are doing the best we can. As individual episodes, we could be doing better at the expense of the rest of our life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I like my life. I get into this point again where I feel a lot of people are like, you're so prolific. And I'm like, I don't really feel like that. I think maybe because... Your
1: standards have raised?
0: Well, the podcast takes up a lot of time. And then I'm like, no, I can't just do that. I need to do some other things. And I've realistically only just gotten enough time to be able to start doing other things. And then I also did two events for Digital Writers Festival last week and blah, 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 blah. It's just like time, you know, there's not heaps of it.
1: No. Final question.
0: Okay, final question. What is the one thing that you are most looking forward to in the next year? Having a kid. Okay. That's not what I expected you to say. I don't know if I had an expectation of what you would say, but it was not that.
1: (laughs) You think there's something I'm going to be more excited about than having a child?
0: No, I just, I forgot that you were planning on doing that.
1: We won't actually have the kid in the next 12 months, but like the process will have begun by the time I have my next birthday.
0: If you have a kid, are we going to continue doing this podcast?
1: I figured we'd do what uh, John and Hank Green do, which is that I get a month or two of paternity leave and then we come back. And during that time, either you keep doing it with other people, or it just it just goes on hold for a couple of months.
0: We have a, like, sabbatical.
1: Yeah, uh, ev- every year- we're, no, not every year, fuck. <laughs> Whenever Hank or John Green have a kid, they get two months off, and during those two months they generally get guests in to, like, fill the spot.
0: Oh, right.
1: So, I figured we'd either do that, or we would just have two months off. Or we could do, like, a best of, or there's, there's various options, but yeah. For the first two months of fatherhood, I was not planning on doing this podcast, no.
0: Yeah, but I wasn't sure if you were planning on doing it, like, at all.
1: Oh, yeah, I definitely want to keep doing this. Like, we will do this podcast as long as it is fun and as long as it is sustainable. Uh, The Patreon makes it far more sustainable than it was, and we have gotten better at making it fun.
0: Oh, see, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, how much is my friendship with Peter going to change when he has a baby?
1: I mean, I live in a different country. There's really not that much that can change our relationship past that.
0: Yeah, but, you know, like...
1: Like, even as a father, I will still have a phone.
0: So, I'm not at that age yet, or maybe even necessarily in that friendship circle yet, where everyone has started kind of having kids. But I know from my friends who are older that that happens, that then you see those people a whole lot less, slash, potentially stop being friends with them.
1: That's largely based on geography, like, when you have a kid, it's much harder to leave the house. I never leave the house to speak to you. You live inside my computer.
0: I am a very convenient friend.
1: I will continue to have a computer. <laughs> and thus, I can't imagine our friendship really being affected by that-, that much by it.
0: You are very confident about this.
1: Oh, I had a question for you.
0: Okay, what's your question?
1: I want to ask you this now way before I have a kid. Okay. What is your stance on being sent adorable baby photos? Oh... Because I know a lot of people who are like, don't, just don't, I don't care. Whereas I, like, I have friends who have kids and I get them to send me as many as they can because I fucking love it. I assume you're somewhere in between those two, but I want to know if you want adorable baby photos now rather than when I have a kid and you'll feel too bad to tell me.
0: I don't think that I would feel too bad to tell you. I'm actually incredibly selfish.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is something that I can almost guarantee you would not have said on the podcast when we started.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I- Yeah, I think you're probably right. (laughs) I am really self interested. I think that that's also why I don't think that I would be a good parent. So I have two feelings about that. First of all, I'm like, yeah, I think kids are cute. I think I've not had someone in my life who sends me photos of their babies, but.
1: I think if, if, of of anyone who would, I would be the best at picking interesting ones. <laughs>
0: Actually, yeah, that's a good point. i got to say that there's a comedy friend of ours, Alistair tremblay Birchall, who recently had a kid with his partner, and he puts up great updates about his kid that are very funny. And I do really enjoy seeing them. So, yes, I think that I would like it. I think that you would do a good job of curating... Appropriately entertaining baby (laughs) photos. curating. But I think that I would definitely feel weird about it in the beginning.
1: Do you want exposure therapy? Do you want me to just send you photos of random babies for a while so you can get used to it?
0: (laughs) Nah, I think maybe-
1: Do you want me to forward the baby photos I get from other people?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think by the time you have a kid, our relationship will be different, my life will be different, your life will be different.
1: And you get some warning.
0: (laughs) I will get some warning, that is also true. And I think that, you know, it'll definitely be weird watching you start a family when that was something that previously we did sort of plan on doing. Oh, yeah.
1: I I never even factored that
0: in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that will be weird. Do you feel the same way about me?
1: No, I, I don't see you as the SJ I dated.
0: Oh, Which SJ am I?
1: You are my ex-SJ, my friend who I used to be engaged to and I uh, I do a podcast with. I don't like the SJ I dated. (laughs) That was not a good time for me.
0: I think we had some good times.
1: I think we did as well. But, like, towards the end especially, I did not like the SJ I dated. And so, if I saw you as that, like, exact same person, then that would be really bad for us.
0: Yeah, huh. You know how memory works is that you... Because we can't save all of the information about what's happened in our lives because that would just not be feasible. It it
1: curates like a new father.
0: What you remember is like the peak and how it ended. Does that make sense? So, you remember like the really good bit and you remember that ended terribly and was awful. So, they're the points that like stick out in your mind, which is funny.
1: Like we were not very good at these kind of conversations.
0: Which kinds of conversations?
1: Self-exploration and frankness and admission of fault.
0: Uh I can't remember but i definitely I I wouldn't say no.
1: We would both hold back stuff that we didn't want to say about ourselves and stuff we didn't want to say about the other person and we were very good at many things. We were very good at like producing stuff together and of making each other laugh and of planning. We were really good at planning. We weren't great at self-exploration or self-actualization, I don't know if that's quite how that term works, but um we weren't good at growing together.
0: I think a bunch of that is about being younger as well. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I really love the SJ I have a relationship with right now. Yeah. Like, one of my favourite people of all time.
0: I love the relationship I have with SJ right now too.
1: <laughs> That's nice.
0: Seriously though, I feel way... That, that stuff, that communication stuff, I feel so much more confident with that. And what I find interesting is I feel like I've learned so many more skills around communicating interpersonal weirdness and like talking about stuff that you're ashamed of or talking about stuff that you're like ah, this is not gonna go down well or that kind of stuff that that has been such a major key to unlocking a sense of
1: self-improvement
0: just feeling confident and imp- and i don't like the word empowered but like what's funny is i think that's been one of the biggest helpers in terms of My mental health and feeling capable in the world has been feeling confident that I can get through difficult interpersonal stuff because so much of my anxiety is about difficult interpersonal stuff. And I didn't really properly recognize that until maybe this week. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, actually feeling like I can have difficult conversations when they arise is very safe, feels safe.
1: One of my friends posted a... I have a little chat where I talk about board games, and because we're all feminists, we started a second chat in the same program, Telegram, which is what you and I used to talk, where we talk about feminism. So we have, like, a little board game chat, and then most of the same people in the little feminism chat. And one of my friends posted in it this thing... I couldn't find the exact quote, but it's something like, smart people will end up procrastinating from something that's emotionally difficult because they convince themselves that they're trying to find... An intellectual pro- tool to solve it. So let, let, let's say you you're about to move overseas and you need to fill in the application for the thing. That is emotional labour, but you'll convince yourself, ah, oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna read more about it. I want to make sure I get it right, and you'll spend hours and hours procrastinating by convincing yourself that you're trying to solve it intellectually, whereas the problem that you're not overcoming is that it's emotionally difficult, and. You're used to things being intellectually difficult, which can be solved by research, and not so used to things being emotionally difficult, which you need to solve by preparing and doing it.
0: That's so funny because I'm just used to things being emotionally difficult. <laughs> like, but I'm used to being terrified of that. Whereas nowadays I'm like, oh, yep, this is emotionally difficult and how do I, like, work with that? I,
1: th- I thought, yeah, I thought it was an interesting thing. Um The thing, the reason I don't necessarily see you as the person I was going to plan a life with is because the person I was going to plan a life with never existed.
0: I don't know if you feel this way, but I would not plan a life with either of the people that we were when we were trying to plan a (laughs) life.
1: Um, But also, like, the the SJ I was planning a life with was as keen about it as I was, which was just never you. Like, I I made that person up and then was really excited to do all this stuff with them, despite the fact that they never existed. Oh,
0: you mean, like, I was, because, like, yeah, I wasn't like, yeah, let's have kids. I was like, "Uh, okay. But I was excited about other shit. I was excited about planning stuff.
1: we're We're specifically talking about having kids here. Starting a family. So, yeah, I I don't think about that because I don't think of you as the person I was going to plan a family with. A, because I don't think of you as the person I dated, and B, because the person I was planning on starting a family with never existed, and I've come to terms with that.
0: Oh, I'm not like, oh, I wish I was doing that with Peter. I'm also not like, I wish that I was doing that with someone over here.
1: At no point have I suggested, thought, or implied that you were.
0: No, I'm just making that clear, everyone. The OTP... Not happening. <laughs> I think what I am feel weird about, or like is just like the idea that we plan on doing that. But also I'm just like, I wish that I felt that sure about that thing. That would be way more convenient for me.
1: It's pretty convenient.
0: Because sitting in the mild terror of deciding whether or not to have kids, and then knowing that you will be doing that for at least like the next 10 years, sitting in the, in that amb- that conflict and that being torn about it and that, like, should I, shouldn't I thing, yeah, for, like, ten years. I'm, like, I do not look forward to that, particularly because it will get worse as I get older, I think.
1: Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. So we are actually, for the third time ever, out of outros. If you ever thought of giving us an outro, send it in now, but we're going to listen to one of our old favourites. From Alexander Fisher. Woo-hoo. Thanks for listening to Being Honest With My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, <laughs> subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review and tell your friends. Peter is my
0: favourite song. <laughs> I actually like it when we don't have any new outros because it means that we get to go back and re-listen to the... Old good ones?
1: Yes, it is fun to listen to the classics, but we still do love new outros. So if you want to record one, the script's in the show notes of every podcast, and you can email it to contact at com.
0: Or you can just leave it on your computer and never do anything with it, and then your hard drive will die, and it'll cost you like $800 to replace it, but then you might get it back, and then you could send it in to us.
1: That's probably the, the less... <laughs> the less uh, You don't want... Like, that's the less preferable option, I think.
0: Well, that's your two options, guys, so (laughs) give us an outro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with less of a birthday and more of a normal podcast.
0: Well, next week we will have not Peter's birthday, but this has made me excited for my birthday. Woo! My birthday, which is going to be... I'm
1: going to ask you the Peter birthday questions. Oh, what are the... They're pretty explicit.
0: Perfect. Great. Great. I am excited for that.
1: They involve measurements of fluid viscosity and very precise measurements.
0: I don't think that that's. <laughs> You're gonna excited. Happen. Gonna happen. Woohoo! Actually, I have been feeling a little dischargey lately. If you want to know. Oh, I buddy. did.
1: That, that's the only reason <laughs> I do this podcast for the occasional nugget of discharge goodness that you share.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, that's all from us. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Bye bye.
1: Oh, and if you want your own birthday questions, patreon.com slash Anna Easley. You'll get a phone call from the bitch herself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is true. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And as promised, here is that laugh again by me that spans the entire emotional gamut.